Yeah, uh, Seagate, fuck you. You're a bad company. Your products don't work. Um, you have zero customer service. And I imagine that is so that you can operate with zero accountability towards your products and redirect all of your customers towards your shitty chat line, which is not staffed by anyone and is just a robot. And you can bury your head in the sand and not worry about uh, the fact that you're failing your customers. <laughs> yeah, shout out Seagate. They made the hard drive that didn't work. Samsung's been pretty good so far. And play the music. Hello, hello, and welcome to Baki Taki, Season 4, Episode 5, Just Want to See You. That's the name of the episode. I'm not trying it's to nice make to it. see you, too. <sighs> it's the name of the episode, Wolf, and it's it's great to see you. Great to hear you coming in before your intro. Um, <laughs> welcome back. Hey, it's me. I assume my name's going to be in the, like, the episode title. Yeah. I, I think everybody, yeah. yeah. I, I, I think people will just click on it. I, maybe people will even be searching Wolf in the podcast. They'll probably app. click off of it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll put it yeah, at the end of the title. <laughs> cool. It's great to be back. Yeah. Thank you for having me on this again. This episode was really fun. I think I enjoyed it. Well, maybe more than, than, the, than the one I did last time. It was you've, all right. You've had two very weird episodes, honestly. As in, like. <laughs> I, there's, there's a lot of moments that I want to get your thoughts on. But before that, uh, I have a question for all of my return guests. Uh, and that's th- that I'm trying to cast the Baki cinematic universe. Um, and s- <laughs> so we've, we've come up with a bunch for this season. Like we're going to have um, Jason Momoa is going to play Pickle. Um, but oh when my I'm, God, yeah. I know. It, it, it makes sense once you hear it. But your job is to cast uh, Hanayama. Um, the guy in the big white suit. He's like the big dude with the in the suit, right? Yes, exactly. Oh man, um, how how are we doing this in terms of like, do we have to cast Japanese actors necessarily? Are we gonna whitewash this? What's the story? It's it's all up to you. I do think a lot of people forget this when they're casting <laughs> and unintentionally whitewash. <laughs> <laughs> oh, honey, um, I mean, my first instinct was like. Just get the character assets from Spider Verse and have Leaf Schreiber as Kingpin as Hanayama. Oh, that's good. That's good. Um, I mean, Mark Ruffalo can do anything. He's one of my favorite actors. That guy's great. I I feel like he'd kill it. It'll be real against type. Would he Would he be Mark Ruffalo and then like when he gets angry he becomes Hanayama? <laughs> yeah, maybe we can just link it into the MCU. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, God, I'm going to spend a few more seconds just thinking. Uh, I mean, I feel like Vincent D'Onofrio or whatever the guy's name is, who's other Kingpin, <laughs> maybe King a bit Pan, of yeah. a boring answer, but he'd be good. No, I think I think that's actually probably like I could see that being the most realistic one. I, I feel like he would also sign up for it. Like some people, I feel like, like you would. Yeah, yeah. Like we've had Tom Cruise cast as Baki, and I don't think he would take the role. Well, isn't he um, meant to be like a teenager? Well, yeah. Also, to be fair, Tom Cruise has come up in like three of these casting sex- sessions, <laughs> <laughs> so he's 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 gonna be playing a lot. But I like I like it. I like all three options. Um, Thank but you. Let's... I think Timothy Chalamet. Sorry, one one more. Uh, Timothy Chalamet is Baki. I think he's kind of the it guy. I think that would go really well. Uh, method actor maybe you should think about that i'll think about it i'll think about it i keep reaching out to timothy chalamet and he is not getting back to me but um... oh. <laughs> it's a shame 
Yeah. All right, let's let's jump into the episode. Uh, specifically, uh, it starts off with the new theme song. What did you think? Oh boy, I have the episode pulled up in front of me on my second monitor. Kind of going oh, crazy here. Let slaps. me let me pull up the music again because I don't really remember. I remember there were there were drums, and I was like, okay, I assume it's because this this pickle guy is like he's from the Jurassic era or whatever. So we need something a little primitive. Hold on. Yeah, you know, I'm listening to this, and I think it's I think it's a solid theme song. Nothing weird. I remember the first season that I was on was a bit oh, of a the weird jazzy one. one. I was wrong. It was not the jazzy one. It was actually this one. And then the the most recent episode was like that guy who was sounding like he was making fun of American people with his accent. I don't know what was going on there. This one is is pretty cool overall. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, yeah. I think it sets the tone for the season pretty well. Um, but yeah. All right. So let's let's jump into the actual uh, meat and potatoes of the episode. It starts off with a little scene with um, Katsumi uh, punching a punching bag. Um, and talking about um, <laughs> sort of his lack of self-confidence. Um, what, 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 what do you think about this Katsumi character? He's right. It's just like Yujiro Hanma said. It was only on a whim that my father, Dopo Orochi, made me the chairman of this place. I didn't deserve it. To be honest, I thought he was also the guy who was in charge of that like, karate club. I was a little confused. He is. Oh, Okay. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I is he also the guy at the end who's like taking karate into its 501st year or whatever? Yeah. Oh Jesus. Okay, That's I swear there were two different characters. <laughs> nah, well, no I I didn't have many thoughts. I just thought this was like cool character development. Nothing weird going on. You know, he's just a strong dude. No weird superpowers. I feel like he's probably my favorite character in the episode. Oh, interesting. The most the most boring. The most re- real guy. Is your is your favorite? Yeah, character. I just I don't know, man. I've had enough of Baki and and these weird <laughs> Two people episodes with weird in, powers doing like... inhuman stuff. Like, this is the dinosaur man. I'm just like I don't have patience for this. Yeah, I guess, I guess this is your third episode in, and you've had enough of Baki. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I'm glad that this episode was like he's been featured the least so far of any episode I think I've yeah. watched, which was yeah. a, a welcome thing. He he steps a bit back this season, which is nice. It's funny, I, I, I should honestly be, give a bit of a refresher to the audience, because Kitsumi has been around since uh, episode one, but has done nothing of note, I would say, ever. He is Dopo Arachi's son, uh, and he runs Shin Shin Kai nowadays. Um, he looks like a regular dude. Um, well, okay, <laughs> sorry. A regular dude who's also the buffest guy, you can imagine. Um, but it doesn't really stand out in this show. Um, and he is upset that uh, his friend Kaio Retsu was defeated by Pickle. So that that's that's what his his sort of episode is about. Is he wants to re- uh, you know redeem Kaio Retsu, avenge him. Um, <laughs> this leads to him having a little meeting where he puts a big picture of Pickle on a big whiteboard um, <laughs> and pulls <laughs> pulls together all of the Shin Shin Kai. Um, now I love the Shin Shin Kai. Um, and the fact that they are basically a paramilitary force that could probably take over most countries in the world. But we're not just a bunch of karate hobbyists here. Shinshinkai is a proud and powerful organization. 
Pickle is on the loose, and the police are looking for him. Now there are 43,000 police officers in Tokyo, but there are 55,000 members of Shinshinkai, so I'm sure we can find him before they do. Notify the chiefs of the 220 branches in Tokyo. Search every corner of the city. <laughs> what were your impressions of that? Yeah, I kind of like how they're just like normal dudes. Like some of them look a little tubby. Like their eyes are less detailed in the animation. Yeah. Uh, reminds me of um, like how in, you know in the office how Dwight has his like, um, his little group of of normies who are supposed to be like vigilante crime fighters. Oh and they yeah. Just kind of yeah. rehearse in the office late at night after hours. Kind of remind me of that. It was really fun. The only difference is there are more of these. It'd be like if Dwight's normies group was a more powerful and competent force than the police. Yeah, I mean, do they? Do we get to see like a big moment where they mobilize like all million other members and they do something crazy? Uh, in the in the first season, um, they did they did the entire. Yeah, the numbers were tough to tell. But the entire million man army did another manhunt. This time for one of the death row inmates. Um, and then after they found them, they made a convoy and escorted him to an amusement park after hours. Um, <laughs> Should yeah. take him on the roller coasters, or he or did what? then go on the roller coasters. But there, but one of them was on the roller coaster, and they fought on a moving roller coaster. Um, it was it was pretty cool. That does sound pretty cool. Although before they went on the roller coaster, he did go on the teacup ride and had a lot of fun by himself. <laughs> did he really? <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of the best parts of the season. Oh, that's, uh, that's he he nice. meets a little clown working there, and they hold hands and walk through the park. Um, <laughs> that just a bunch of dudes having fun. Yeah, I you know what I, I'm glad you brought up that thing about the Shinchin Kai being regular dudes because they they really are, and I, I enjoyed getting to see them this episode. There's like so many shots of them just going like, "Huh, what? What's yeah. going on?" <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, moving on, uh, we get to see our first appearance of Pickle. Uh, he's getting talked to by some sort of club promoter. Hey, you look like you work out. You looking for someone to? work out on you what what do you think of the of our, our caveman friend i don't love him it i don't know weird vibes from pickle like one why is he so incredibly sexy yep but then he's like he's also kind of non-verbal i feel like there's i don't know there's something problematic going on there i don't want to dig into it too deep because i don't really know how to talk about it but um very strange like disney's tarzan kind of vibes and, yeah. um, and I, I don't love how he's able to just switch from like the hottest man on earth to like primal beast. You know, you don't, you only see the whites of his eyes like that. That disconcerted me a little bit, if I'm being honest. And he can do it on the, on the flip of a dime. And like, I, I, I agree. There's some shots where he looks like Fabio. And then there's some shots where like you see his horrible harpy like hands and just the whites of his eyes, his bulging muscles. It's it's the biggest problem with Pickle this season, I think, is that is what? Well, it's the his character it's, design, his whole thing. No, it's it's that you he's two things. Like he is the villain and antagonist of this season, and you're supposed to dislike him. 
And it makes sense half the time because he looks like a monster man. But then the other half, it, it looks like he's in like almost a weekend at Bernie's type of like funny escapade show where he's like, oh, look at this. The caveman put on real human clothes and he's going to the nightclub. And it's 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 like, what are we what are we trying to evoke with Pickle? Like, like what? How is the audience? What, what makes him the antagonist? He seems like a pretty cool dude. He just kind of misunderstood. Ah, I already talked about it a while ago. But, um, well, I don't listen to this podcast, so. Uh, oh, oh, okay. We're going to cut, cut this, this, cut this part out. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. It, it's a few things. Um, first of all, well, okay. So Retsu, right? Um, they're not avenging Retsu because he lost. Um, Pickle started eating Retsu, and that's why he doesn't have his leg anymore. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. He also. Yeah, that's something that's. Bad guy, bad guy move. So it, it, like he's not, he's not a good guy, and but that's what I mean. You watch an episode like this, and he just seems like a goofy, a goofy fella. Like it's the, the <laughs> there's a weird, it's it, it's it's a weird line to cross with him. Yeah, and I mean, should we should we talk about the incredible sexual tension between him and the rest of the men? Uh, yes, yes, I think we should, um, just throughout the episode. There was a lot of lines throughout this episode. Even Tokugawa calling him a bad boy um, felt a little... Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> You're a bad boy! Don't you go wandering off like that again! Sorry, no, it's like, um, I don't know, it's just like Magic Mike. Like, he's he's objectified, he's like a sexy little man. The He gets brought in by, like, a club promoter. I feel like that's Magic Mike adjacent. Oh man, there's so much oh, going do you, on do here. Do you think? Do you think that they wanted him to perform in the club? Probably. <laughs> we saw his dance moves, and it was—I don't know—it was just like weirdly primal and sexy. I feel like there's a market for that. His—that would be. Oh, I, I haven't watched Magic Mike. Do they do the a big victory dance like Pickle does at the end? Of I think this they episode? do. I think they'll put their their hands up in the air, um, and they're all wearing the same outfits, I believe, as well. Yeah, that makes sense. Maybe I will. Maybe I will watch Magic Mike. Maybe that can be my thing after Baki. So I'll just watch all the Magic Mike movies. Yeah, that's <laughs> a great idea. I'm, I'm sure. You, I mean, that's like what three episode podcast? Uh, well, we'll cut it down. We'll cut it down. I'll do twenty minutes sure. of each Magic Mike movie. <laughs> segments. That's really good. <laughs> I, I would love the last person I bring on who just watches the <laughs> the entire credits of Magic Mike. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, so Pickle is trying to be brought in by a promoter, uh, and then one of the Shin Shinkai members finds him. There's a really weird conversation where the Shin Shinkai guy's like, oh, that's my friend, come with me. And the guy's like, hey, what are you, a cop? And it's like... Mm -hmm. I've been looking all over town for him. He's a friend of mine, see? He is, huh? Why do I doubt he's a friend of yours? He owe you money? No, it's nothing like that. So just let me have him. You a cop? Nope, wrong again. Okay, just what kind of shit are you trying to pull here, huh? I don't know. If I was that guy, I think I would realize that Pickle is, like, the caveman who has been all over the news lately. Um, mostly because he looks like a caveman. But right. I guess. I guess you could be misunderstood because he is wearing a hat now. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> Anyway, this is this is all to bring up the appearance of uh, one of my favorite characters who we haven't seen for ages, uh, Kaoru Hanayama. 
Um, what did you, so what did you think of this guy who is played by Vincent D'Onofrio? I I was so impressed by his strength. I wasn't I wasn't assuming much. Maybe it's because he's dressed in like he's dressed like a mobster and yeah. and not I don't know athletic swear. But then but then apparently he's like the reincarnation of of, of Triceratops, and he's like the strongest <laughs> man on earth. This man who stands in his way. This man whose body is much smaller than his. This man has every bit as much strength as those worthy opponents he had once battled in his own world. And and what what surprised me the most was like just kind of the um the brother brothership you, that's not the right word for it. Like the the admiration, the mutual admiration between him and uh, and Pickle. And they were really able to see each other as equals. I was expecting like a lot of combat this episode there was a surprising lack of fighting and i'm just i'm really impressed with this guy's whole deal he seems like a really honorable dude i'm sure he won't do anything bad at any point throughout the season he's a cool guy i like hanayama you know the honorable yakuza boss um oh well (laughs) (laughs) no he's cool i also think he's like 19 or something like it's it's weird how he's really (laughs) that's messed up he's just he's just buff for his age but yeah so so hanayama uh shows up they uh, they start off with a bit of a grip competition um they both hold a knife and somehow sque- squeezing the knife it doesn't cut either of their palms and it, the knife cracks in two um which to me it doesn't imply that they have very strong hands it's just that they have like very calloused hands or something but yeah well it probably scales like a dinosaur Mm, yeah yeah he's got that (laughs) he's got that triceratops grip um yeah so maybe he just works out a lot like i i I don't lift weights anymore but you know your fingers get hard and he, he probably just that means he's got a good workout regimen yeah i get that vibe from the triceratops man yeah. Um, I, I wanted to run by you. Every other time we've met Hanayama, they've brought up this fact about him, but they didn't this time, which is funny because it's because <laughs> it's a, it's a grip based thing. Um, he is able to. If you had a deck of cards, okay, Hanayama mm-hmm. could put his thumb and uh, you know index finger, so he's, that they're holding the deck of cards, and then right rip a chunk out of it. That doesn't sound that impressive. Okay, yeah, I was. I, I wanted well, to get your... a chunk out of all the car. Oh, like a little, like a little rat took a little bite out of it. Exactly, almost like somebody had bitten, uh, like a like a chunk out of it. But he's using his fingers. Oh, yeah. that's pretty impressive. Yeah, I'm always impressed because I feel like cards are very glossy and they'd slide around if I tried to do that. Um... Yeah, I can't imagine. I don't know. Like, does he does he have like really 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 small tiny fingers because i imagine if you've got like big big old meaty paws um you're not really going to be able to uh i don't know to to get much purchase in the cards i'll have to double check the footage i feel like he doesn't have tiny little baby hands because it probably would have it probably (laughs) would have shown up in the shot when he's holding hands with pickle um Speaking of holding hands with Pickle, the, of course, the the line that the that I think we we have to bring up is that Pickle's in, internal monologue is that uh, what, what is the line? This move was clearly meant as an attack, but at the same time, I think this man loves me. Um, <laughs> describing yeah, just describing. a lot of homoerotic tension between everybody. Yeah, they they really I'm get in for it. 
Yeah, no, I like it. It's it just it, it's one of those things where like <laughs> there's a lot of things you can interpret, but like I just know that they're never gonna actually lean into it in this show. Like, <laughs> nah, he and Pickle aren't gonna fuck. <sighs> Sorry, can know? I say that? <laughs> <laughs> Only if you're only if you're talking only if you're talking about pickle, then you can say it. Um, Yeah, no, that's fine. We swear on this podcast. If there is not a scene in a later episode where Buck and Pickle are taking turns furiously pegging each other, I don't think this will have been a successful season. Well, just you wait. No, (laughs) (laughs) we'll see. This teenager in this cave, man. Please let me see it happen. Um, did you catch they called Baki the world's strongest young adult or young male or something like that? They, they, oh, did they? <laughs> I wasn't really paying attention to be honest. They, they, no worries. We're just talking about the show. Um, <laughs> they, they used to call him the world's strongest high schooler, but I think he graduated, so now he's like the world's strongest young adult. Oh yeah, he's eighteen, I guess. That makes sense. Yeah. So, Honey and Pickle, they sort of go back and forth. Pickle runs into him. And for the first time, I'd say in the series, somebody is actually able to stand up to uh, Pickle with uh, Hanayama's brute uh, Triceratops-like strength. Um, And right when you think that a nice fight's going to happen, Hanayama lightly taps him on the cheek and says, Hey, my friend Baki's here. Now Baki's here. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, whatever. Yeah, it just showed up. It felt like Baki like casually walked there. Like uh, it's his show. He can do whatever he wants. Sorry, but I had to stop you. Yo, Baki. You're late. Sorry about that, Hanayama. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Rude to me. Um so Baki shows up, uh, he says that Pickle looks stunning. Everybody in the crowd goes, Huh? No way. Oh, Baki Hanma for real? Is that really him? It is. Wow, man. Look at you. You're just stunning. Huh? What's that? Wait, who's stunning? Um, because I guess they just want to make make it very clear that they don't find Pickle stunning. Um, but we, we do get a nice little monologue about how things that only serve one purpose um, are beautiful. Any object that's been shaped and honed for one purpose alone, stripped of anything superfluous, is beautiful in its own way. Uh, what are your yeah. thoughts on this? <laughs> I thought that, that was quite beautiful. The, the 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 imagery of it, pickle. I guess it's like the the Ferrari F1 car of human beings. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, he he does one thing, and it's be a human being. Um, yeah. No, I think that's pretty cool, though. It's like the perfect kind of um, ah. Division of labor is that what it's called? You know how like Henry Ford would have like one person on each stage of the assembly line, yeah, yeah, do yeah, like yeah. each thing perfectly. I was just gonna say it's the classic like steam whistle thing. Like we do one thing and we do it well. <laughs> for those outside of the Greater Toronto area, Steam Whistle is a brewery that for years made one beer, and they talked about how they do one thing really well, which was an awkward slogan as they started making more beers. Totally, I think pickle represents like the hyper-capitalist ideal of a human. That is what the politics of the show are. Yeah, and it's a statement that capitalism is the natural way of things. Like, that that was what it was 190 million years ago. We're just going back to our roots. Yeah, I think so. We don't know that the dinosaurs weren't, you know, buying and selling. There wasn't a free market trading one, tree stars for other things. The one thing we know about those dinosaurs, they're always green. 
they were very smart yeah <laughs> yeah no and I, I i was trying to think of examples of like things that were built for one purpose and not and i was thinking my printer you know scanning printing faxing does a bunch of things and it looks like ass um but my toaster <laughs> you know it just toasts things beautiful love it aesthetically stunning yeah i totally agree i just bought this cool little hard drive its its purpose is to store things on it it looks it's sleek you can drop it from a pine it won't break it's rubbery i think it's pretty beautiful i think i might know why you're having problems with your hard drive well if you, if you oh no believe me it's a different hard drive okay <laughs> yeah. yeah do you think i could do a quick shout out maybe we can start the episode with this yeah 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 now it makes sense right um that's that's kind of the perfect hard drive specimen i've been talking about um, yeah i like your toaster analogy though i think that i think that really fits yeah thanks i'm just I'm maybe just get a better toaster like one of those clear ones oh you can like see the toast happen yeah but you're gonna see all the crumbs that are still in there ah true unless you like flip over your toaster each morning um <laughs> Anyway, back to the thrilling uh, world of Baki. Uh, <laughs> so Baki walks up to Pickle. They uh, they do a fist bump. Uh, Pickle does the weirdly inexplicable karate move or Aikido move of flipping Baki around by just fist bumping him. Uh, this is one of those mm-hmm. things that they've done like three times this season. And I'm sure that the author had a different idea of what it would look like in animation. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> it just sort of happens um i mean can you really i feel like they knew exactly what they were doing <laughs> you, you think this is like a death of the author like oh the show's weird because the animators did a weird <laughs> no n- n- yeah no this, this this show is very much the vision i just mean that it, like t- like contextually what they're trying to show is that pickle has learned a martial arts move and you are and it starts at a fist bump but like i it just doesn't like, if we fist bumped, there is no world in which I could flip you around by just holding my fist up to your fist. Well, I wouldn't. I feel like there's some self-doubt creeping in there. I think you could do it. Well, on, on the topic of self-doubt, uh, Katsumi shows up. <laughs> and gives, I, just, I wrote in my notes, just Katsumi shows up and gives an unhinged spent speech to the Shin Shin Kai. Do you honestly think that I, Katsumi Orochi... The spoiled, disappointing son of a great master has even a snowball's chance in hell of defeating a monster like that! What what, do you think of your favorite character during this uh, little monologue? Oh, I mean, he's just so relatable. He's afraid of failure. He was talking about how, how, how Pickle wants to hang out with these two other buff men. He's like, oh man, the hot girl went with the other two guys and I got left alone again. I'm like, damn, man, I can feel that deep in my bones typical why should i be surprised the hot new girl in town ditched me for a couple of cooler guys i'm yeah. i'm so excited for his redemption narc i hope he gets one yeah no he'll he'll get he'll get some stuff you know he's got to work on the the 501st year of uh, karate and all that jazz that's true yeah 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 it, it's crazy that the 4000 and first anniversary and the 500 first anniversary just kind of came around the season they were animating this Will you take karate and its 500 years of history, or kung fu and its 4,000 years? 
<laughs> I know, I know. Do you think it was like a big 35th, 100th anniversary of Kung Fu's like celebration that they decided to make karate? Probably, yeah. Oh my gosh, I, I love and this isn't the first episode where they've kept saying this. It's like, that's, that's another one oh, of those things I wonder if it's like a translation thing because it comes across so clunky. Uh, so Baki eventually follows uh, Pickle. Uh, after Pickle showed him a sweet kung fu move, they walk over to the arena um, where, you know, Pickle's like, let's fight. And Baki's like, I'm down. And then Hanayama goes, Baki, are you sure you should do this? This is this is, was my favorite moment of the episode. I want to get your thoughts mm-hmm. on this part. Um, so, Baki says, "I was about to do it again." Wh- what is he referring to? Oh God, I imagine by it he meant like impulsively punch pickle and get into a fight with him. Ah, yes. But did you see the slide where he was uh, kicking an ape in the face? <laughs> I was about to do it again. Same mistake I made before. They were innocent creatures, just living their lives in peace until I came along and dragged them into a fight for their lives. Yeah, I didn't really know what that was. <laughs> I was just, I assumed that was just a dude that he fought in a previous episode, yeah. Yeah, so what was going on in this scene is that Baki is worried about fighting this wild man because in the past he had went into the mountains and found a bunch of like ancient apes uh, that lived in uh, the Japanese mountains um, and he started fighting them um, for like martial arts training um, and that's weird well yeah Did and he then start this... trying to like convert them to Christianity as well before he could get to that I think his dad came and killed all of the apes so now oh my just... god that's, that's even worse <laughs> yeah I know but that that's why he was hesitant to fight Pickle because the last time he fought this sort of like step on the evolutionary ladder toward before himself um they, they all died he was worried his dad was gonna come in ah i feel like it's more like a domino effect it could be his dad but you never know yeah that's true yeah it's punching an eight minutes a slippery slope you don't know what's gonna happen yeah i think of that every time i'm at the zoo I'm like ah, <laughs> holding my. I mean, that would probably end with your arrest. It's a not so slippery slope. I, I'm glad you don't. Do you think that would end with my arrest? Do you think I'm getting out of there? Or I guess they could po- posthumously charge me with stuff. Like <laughs> true. I don't know. It depends on how small the monkey is. Yeah. You're you're a big you... dude. You got a lot of meat on you. I feel like you no, could you, you could no take you could take at least a couple. Way. Have you ever seen? Have you seen Nope? <laughs> no, I haven't. I need to. Oh I've my been gosh. recommended it many, many, many times. It's great. Um, anyway, it touches a little bit on this. Um, but no, I don't think I could. I, I think the biggest monkey I could take is Zabumafu. And um, that would be, <laughs> that'd be a close one. Hey, Editor Steve here. If you're like me and wondering if lemurs are monkeys, they are not. Uh, <laughs> oh, we, we jumped over. I'm glad I mentioned it earlier. When they get there, Tokugawa says that Pickle's been a bad boy. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, if you don't mind, I would love to just get into that. Yeah, again, of course, that, that of course. Total, the total tension between all of them. Like, it's even the, what's it, Katsumi? Is that the guy's name? Yes, yeah. He he also is, like, totally horny for Pickle. It's crazy. Everyone is, is super hot for each other. Well, that and it's funny because that is what the whole season's about. Like, it's not like the death row in, like, 
like looking at the previous seasons of Baki, it's like criminals have come to Japan and you must fight them. Or it's like mm-hmm. you're poisoned and you're in a martial arts tournament or you've you've gone to jail or whatever. Like all, like th- there's there's a lot of stakes and stuff. In this one Pickle came to Japan just to live his life and the cast of Baki is throwing themselves at him just because they see how muscular he is and they need to well like retsu in the previous episode just talked about how he needs to like hold him to like to to measure himself against him like you're you're right picking up on this and it's 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 most of the entire cast baki looks like a shy kid um afraid to ask out his crush and even describes pickle as similar to the girl of his dreams this was like being (laughs) flirted with by the girl of his dreams the young man found it increasingly difficult to maintain his self-control. When he already has a girlfriend. <laughs> oh my god, does he? Yeah, it goes with He's cheating on him with this guy. I yeah, this is this is at the very least an emotional affair. I I totally agree. If I if I were his girlfriend, I'd be pretty I'd be pretty angry. But at one point yeah, at one point he's like it was like being flirted with. You yeah. know, like, oh I I can't control myself, I'm gonna do something crazy. It sort of comes off, and like even just going through the thing, like it seems like like it, it, it it's almost like a seduction. Like pickle, like what, what does he do? He does the martial arts move, then he brings Baki back to his home, which is the martial arts arena. Um, that's where he lives, by the way. Um, oh my god! And then uh, he's trying to get Baki to fight him. You know, it's uh, and we already know that Baki sees sex as very similar to fighting from the sex episode so what <laughs> to be fair i think that that's just a, a a character who has very little lenses to view things through <laughs> well, there's a sex episode oh don't watch it it's, <laughs> it's that's uh, disgusting i yeah. hate the detail that the bodies are animated with i don't think i could deal with that oh you get the whole like there, there's like shots of the like nervous system like the like we get the skeletons it's I, it, the whole it, if if you if you dislike the body, yeah, um, that's not skeletons are kind of hot though. Yeah, it is very important was, for the was... plot though because Baki gets like a big power up because he's no longer a virgin. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> I don't love that. Is this is sorry? But this episode though, like, is I'm wondering if this is what ideal male friendships are really all about. Like I feel like it's so it's so hyper masculine and so testosterone fueled that maybe it comes around and like this is kind of what men should aspire towards. What do you think? So like the ideal male friendship is that I am out on the streets of Tokyo, I see a guy more buff than me, and we fight each other. Is the ideal male friendship? Yeah, just kind of friendship based on trials of strength and and combat. Yeah, I feel if, like the relationship between these characters is so genuinely healthy and full of admiration. Like, there's no toxicity going on. Like, it feels like a layer above my level of mindfulness. Like, this feels like something that somebody who meditates would would go for is like this this layer of like I am looking for a friendship that hits me on an emotional level beyond words. Like, yeah, um, that's true, and it's not like oh, you know, we're friends because we have the same taste in music, or like we both like the same movies. It's it's just it's raw, physical, you know, nature. There's nothing artificial about this. 
I, I think, think it's perfect. No, I, I think that's a great point. Yeah. All right. Thanks. <laughs> very nice back, about this. Uh, back to the one of the last things I wanted to talk about in the episode. So uh, Pickle kicks Baki about 10,000 feet in the air. Um, mm-hmm. Baki didn't see it coming. He, he, he didn't want to fight Pickle because he, you know, massacred all those apes. Um, but uh, Pickle then starts doing a little victory dance. He's dancing? First question, do you think this is historically accurate? Do you think that cavemen did the, did like a hopping fist in the sky victory dance? Um, I feel like what... that's probably what they got right about this. I mean, it, it, it is like, it seems very primal and instinctual. I wouldn't be surprised if that is what cavemen actually did, if I'm being honest. Yeah. This isn't even funny. I'm just saying I think they got it right. Yeah, no. It was fun. You know, I had um, I had Matt on a few episodes back, and he was taking the the anthropologic approach of uh, the episode. <laughs> and he was, <laughs> you know, what he was hung up on uh, from the, what? that the idea that uh, Pickle is this huge buff guy, but if you look back at cavemen, they should be smaller, weaker, and uh, less muscular, and like more hunched over than us. Sort of the opposite of uh, Pickle in the evolutionary chain. Yeah, I mean, but he's like the missing link, though, right? Yeah, but like, what happened? Like, like what? Like, we have devolved beat from Pickle. <laughs> like, this yeah, guy. Yeah, well, I think he's right. Pickle shouldn't be the way he is, which is why, um, which is why he was kind of frozen in time, and we don't have anything else like him. Yeah. Oh, maybe that's it. Maybe that like <laughs> he got frozen, and then just like the the little wimpy humans hiding in caves were all that uh, all that remained. Food for thought. Yeah, did uh, Pickle like kill men when he was when he was around? Do you know that? One of the weird things about Pickle is that he's never been shown in any of his flashbacks with any other people. So you could, I almost think that there were no other people alive at that time, and it was just Pickle. Um, and That's maybe, weird. Yeah, it's <laughs> they they we we get no idea of what his dynamics were or if he's unique like. It could be that he is just as much of a freak of nature in his own time as he is now. Final point of the episode, Katsumi, Retsu, hanging out. Retsu comes in with his new peg leg um, after Pickle ate it. Uh, and they talk about wanting to uh, bring their martial arts into the 4,000 and first and 500 first years, respectively. Um, mm-hmm. I, I didn't have anything to add beyond just what we already talked about with the idea of the 500 and first and all that. Um, did you want to say anything? I was so blindsided by the history lesson that we got in that flashback <laughs> do you remember that this was like the the 500 years ago it started in china and then they brought karate to japan or something like that yeah well, i was just like oh my god hold on and then i, I checked it and it's all correct well, i mean almost all correct yeah like, um they talked about they talked about gichin funakoshi who brought it to the japanese mainland in 1922 and like that's historically accurate. They, I think they even, they drew like a pretty faithful uh, picture of the guy. Mm-hmm. You know, this isn't like, you can't like reuse the animation from anything else. Like someone had to go in and, and spend the effort to, to draw a picture of this guy for like a three second flashback. Well, I it's... thought it was incredible. I didn't expect there to be so much effort put into any episode of this show. 
See, that's the thing. That's the thing about it. The the reason I love this show so much is that it is made by a very passionate like author, and he he really loves martial arts. And I feel like there, every other episode has some sort of flashback to like you know some history or some ideas of people like like I don't know they. Yeah, I it's funny. I didn't I didn't it didn't uh, hit me too much because I've seen so many scenes like this where wow. we're transported back to the past, especially China's 4000 years of martial arts. That was honestly amazing for me. I feel like like one day I'll be on Jeopardy and then it'll be like, you know, the progenitor of karate, there'll be a question about that and that will be at the forefront of my mind because of this episode. I love that. All right. I get half I get half the the winnings for that episode. Oh when my I'm, god, yeah. Um just mm. And I'm going to edit the podcast so that there's some way that I'm going to use a previous line of you saying yes. <laughs> so that... <laughs> totally. I'm not even going to, I'm not going to say anything. I want you to edit that together. Oh boy. Alrighty. Well, that is all uh, about the current episode. Uh, Wolf, you've seen a few episodes of Baki now. This is technically your third because of the call-in. Do you think that the show is getting better? Honestly, yes. I I like this episode a lot more. I think they're really they're really going somewhere. There's healthy male friendships, compelling storyline. I mean, there's a sex scene. There wasn't that in the previous two seasons, I don't think. Sorry, what? And, yeah. and we're defining the sex scene as when when they held hands really hard, or <laughs> no, like the sex scene you were talking about. I just feel like that is oh, representative yeah. <laughs> of uh, a, a total like a like an overall arc where this show is definitely getting better. Awesome. Well, it's glad to see it's getting better. And um, a shout out, or not a shout out, but a heads up to any, the very, I'm sure, small Venn diagram of listeners who watch the show, but listen, <laughs> watch Baki, listen to my podcast, and don't know that uh, by the time this episode's out, the new season of Baki will be out. Uh, oh so, my God. That's yeah. incredible. That's comes so out exciting. literally tomorrow. Um, <laughs> so, Holy uh, shit. Yeah. Well, they, you're. Don't quit your day job, Steve. You got more podcasts to record. Oh my god, I've got, I've got. It's, it's. I've, I've talked about this before, but I've got to get like, I think twenty, probably twenty-one more episodes done, and I've only got about nineteen weeks before uh, my kids expected to be born. So it's gonna be, it's gonna be a race. Oh man, I mean, first of all, congratulations to you two and to you and Lindsay. I think yeah. that's so so exciting. Did you know I that? Or... The updates. Yeah, yeah. So okay, told me okay. <laughs> when, more or less, when it happened. I think you should instead of like getting your. She child told you to when it Mozart, happened. How did she know? I don't know. Maybe Lindsay told her. It was a joke. The idea of when oh. it happened. <laughs> the moment I think I think Lindsay called her the moment it happened. No, that makes sense. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should make this this child of yours listen to uh, listen to Bucky and Lindsay's dummy instead of. Like oh, Mozart or something. Of course, Lil Baki, Lil Baki Jr. is gonna love the show. <laughs> you calling him Baki Jr. Baki Jr. Lions? That was the joke for a while. As I was gonna, I was even gonna call him Baki Jr. or Johnny Jr. after our dog, but uh, both were shut down. Um, oh, does yeah. do you have an idea of the name? Yes, but I'm not saying it on the podcast. <laughs> you don't think this is the right venue to? Uh... Well, I'll say it, and then I'll just bleep it out. Yeah, we're going to go with... Is that real? Yeah. Wow. 
It's so rude. What a harsh. Oh, harsh. sorry. We were just talking about your 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 child being a son. I just wasn't sure. Oh no, sorry. Yeah, no. That's the other reason we're not going with Baki Junior. Um, is that we found out it's going to be a girl. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Hold on. When you here, here's an idea. Hold on for the editing. I'll just go. Oh my god. And then hopefully people will think that when you bleep out the name, you said something awful. Yeah, that's perfect. Perfect. Okay, cool. We can cut this all out. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely going to cut this all out. Um, and, and one other thought. Uh, sorry, one other thought before we finish. I, I like this ending theme more than the other ending themes I've seen so far. <laughs> I like it. I like it for what it is. I've, I've come to terms with Baki will never animate more than, like, four seconds of the 30 seconds of the ending. But... Um, Oh, are you talking about the music or the the overall? Yeah, well, just the, the whole theme. The I think it's I like. beautiful. We've got we've got Pickle sitting, you know, watching over modern Japan, and then we kind of flash back to the present. Editor Steve, I don't think anybody's going to agree with this, but re-listening, I sort of found that this song sounded like one of the Demon Slayer OPs. Just going to play it. <laughs> And then back to the past. I don't know. It just makes you think. It's like humanity's humanity's had an incredible impact on the earth, and and Pickle has been there to see both eras. And what what does he think? I, I genuinely think that you know it gives us some stuff to think about. It's it's quite a beautiful palate cleanser at the end. Yeah, I think he's thinking about vertical lines. Um, but yeah, anyway, that's uh, that's all the Baki we've got to talky. Thank you so much, Wolf, and I'll see you all next week. Bye. Uh, not just yet, because I forgot to do fan questions. We've got a bit of a backlog, so I'm going to do one this week and two next week. Uh, the question was, if I could choose a scene from the show to have high-quality animation, what would it be? Um, the real question is, what wouldn't it be? <laughs> okay, honorable mention goes to the scene where instead of Yujiro opens a door, he phases through it. Um, but I think we what we really need to cut are the scenes where we have a static image and we zoom in on it to show movement. I think that that is so clearly just running out of budget. Um, because at, at the end of the day, I think that Baki knows what scenes needs the animation. And I'm not going to say all of them are like top-tier animation, but I think that the most egregious examples are the less important moments of the show. Um, and I think you'll get... You'll get more bang for your buck if we can just fix those, is my thought.